Good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a good day, and you better be getting your steps in with this weather being how it is. The sun is out really early and really late, so if there's a time to build in a step habit, it is now, just as a reminder. But uh, today I want to talk about a few important factors, actually. I've mentioned this on our full access uh, data breakdown sessions, where I look at someone's data from the app, Nutrition and Mindset app, so we're looking at um, protein caps, fat, calories, steps, menstrual cycles, stress scores, sleep, all this stuff, building a picture of what's going on, you know, like, let's see what's happening here, like, is the expected weight loss the same, or fat loss the same as the actual, and if it's not, what's happening, okay, because what does happen is, and there is a difference, and it could be ranged from a 50% difference to 10% difference to a massive difference, right? And one of the things that makes a difference is when we do lose weight and we lose fat over time, there is something called metabolic adaption. Now, this does happen where your resting metabolic rate may drop. You might start moving less because you've got less calories and less energy. So your total daily energy expenditure will drop, right? And because this starts dropping and you're losing weight, that gap, that deficit gets lower and lower and lower. And eventually, you're not losing the amount of fat that is predicted based on intake. And this can range, you know, between 100 to 300 calories. Um, and there was a study that looked at this. It looked at eight weeks of dieting, four weeks at kind of maintenance, and then nine months at maintenance, right? But they looked at base metabolic rate, which makes up about 50 to 60% of your calories per day. And after weight stabilized, resting metabolic rate in this study, on average, was 137 calories lower than predicted, so that's about a 7% drop. Now, maybe that's not much, but it, it can add up, right? So 137 drop. Then you've got non-exercise activity, which is walking, fidgeting, moving, typing, just being generally energetic might drop down. So you can see how these can compound to being like, okay, 130 maybe goes up to 200, 300 calorie difference a day versus predicted. And that's where the gap starts opening up, right? But what is interesting and what is good news for us is that when we do go to maintenance, and this is why it's so important that we do understand that the goal of fat loss, the goal of turtle, is not to be always losing fat. We eventually, over time, want to get to a position where we don't actually need to track using the app. The app is one of the best tools to, for fat loss and to start with maintenance. And if you want to be performance rated, it's fine. But eventually, over time, you want to be able to not have to use the app because you're in tune with your body's hunger signals. Satiety response is on point, and you can go along your day, and you be and you've got more information on food. You're now more moderate in your approach. You're not smashing the booze all the time and go eating junk food. You're just an overall calmer, better person when it comes to food and your relationship with it. The tracking eventually doesn't need to happen via the app. And we're saying, Scott, why are you saying that? You can need to get more app downloads. But we're saying the app is a tool of Turtle. The app isn't a Turtle. It makes sense. Let's make it, that's very clear. The app is a tool we built to make it easier for you instead of using other apps and that don't have all these built-in stuff, right? So what we know is when we go to maintenance, right? When we go to maintenance for a while, we eventually, that metabolic adaption goes away. So you become back into the predictive numbers. So... When they looked at predicting their maintenance again or their base metabolic rate, it was then pretty close to what the prediction was, back to normal. So we know that when we are in a fat loss phase, of course, in a deficit, the body's going to adapt and it's going to want to lose 
It's not when I want to lose fat. The body doesn't want to really do that. It wants to maintain balance. But this doesn't mean that fat loss is pointless because you're going to drop your, your metabolic rate drops. It drops, but not by a huge amount. It does drop though. So that's where the differences come in, right? But the most successful uh, kind of thing that we can do for weight maintenance is not just by understanding this deficit and stuff. It's actually building a lifestyle that's active. This is one of the most important factors in the entire thing. If you are just hitting a deficit and you're sitting around all day, yeah, you might be in a deficit, you might be losing fat, but eventually your weight's gonna drop and drop and then your maintenance, right? So your total daily energy expenditure is gonna be low and your intake is gonna be higher and that intake might not be that high either. So for you to really increase your maintenance where, you know, you can maintain this kind of eating more food, having more food for energy, there's there's going to be a level for you that's much better than just if you just sat down all day. Does that make sense? So if you start building, moving into your lifestyle, your non-exercise activity might go from 5% of your total daily energy expenditure to 25%. So you might end up, you might... If you sit down all day, maybe your maintenance is 1,500, but if you build in walking as part of your morning and your lunch and your evening and the weekends and more active stuff and you park your car further away, you're walking steps all the time up the stairs, you're never taking lifts, like you're doing all these small things every single day, um, you might move your maintenance up to 2,000 a day by doing these lifestyle changes. That is more predictive of weight maintenance, right, than like tracking accurately all the time. We want to be able to move more over time. So when it comes to maintenance, a lot of you, you start thinking about going into maintenance, is a, is a, it is a head masher, <laughs> like, because you're used to going to fat loss, you're losing weight, you feel, you feel, you start feeling tighter, less like water retention down, you feel leaner, and then when you go to maintenance, yes, you are going to have more muscle, you're going to have more uh, muscle glycogen, you're going to have more food in your body, and you're going to feel a bit not bigger but not bloated but just a bit you're not going to feel as tight as in your deficit but that's what we have to accept right that's what you have to accept then in another study you looked at okay are overweight people underestimating the calorie intake more than people who are under the you know normal quote normal bmi what they found was on average no but in people with a bmi of 25 plus the range was much bigger so even though the median was the same and, you know, the, the study's got limitations, the group that were uh, over 25, they, you know, they, some of them were underestimating by 1,000, over 1,000 a day, right, which is a lot. And that's where the app and tracking and understanding foods and now there's calories on menus in most places, which is a mind-boggling thing to see because even on, like, Deliveroo, you look at now, you look at... Last night, I had a five guys, right? I looked at the chips, large chips, five guys, 1,500 calories. Burger, over 1,000 calories. Everything is massive, very, very calorie dense. You look at foods at restaurants, you go for breakfast. Went to a breakfast place on Saturday. Looked at the options. Most breakfast options there were between 800 to 1,300 calories. Now, you might say, I only had breakfast yesterday. Yeah, but that breakfast was neat. 60 to 70 percent of your target and if you're in a deficit you one brunch and one dinner you're over if you're not careful and this isn't to say oh my gosh terrible lifestyle it's just like the more aware you are the better choices you can make and you know where you're going wrong it's as simple as that once you see where you're going wrong you see the fact 
the fact the the next move is obvious. If you see the fact clear, black, white, boom, I see the problem, you know the solution, right? But if you're not willing to look at these things, I'm not looking at calories, man, no, I don't want to do that, I'm be obsessive. It's not being obsessive, looking at what we're actually putting in our bodies. Right, okay, now I see where we've been going wrong for the last 10 years as a society. We've been hiding how calorie dense all the foods we eat out there, and we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to, th- we think talking about calories is obsessive and therefore we don't know where to go next we don't know we are we are blind but now we're not we're now becoming less blind to this so if we were to put all together when you lose fat your predictive uh, metabolic rate will drop your your actual metabolic rate will drop versus predictive 300 calories this will go back to normal once you've got a maintenance that's why it's important if you've been in a deficit for ages to go back to maintenance for a while Right, it's some overhead masher, but you will have to do it at one point, right? And actually, one of the most important things to do is to ensure you increase your activity level. Not so much doing all the workouts, but walking, moving, being energetic, all this stuff. They need that needs to be a lifestyle, right? There needs to be a lifestyle because when they looked at a study, a meta-analysis of decades of research on exercise activity, how many calories we burned for exercise. Basically, for every hundred calories you burn in the gym or on a run your total daily calorie burn increased by 72 calories out of the 100. So there's a, there's something called energy compensation happening. So you think, I burned 100 calories from a run, that's an extra 100 calories I burned overall in the day. It's not true, it's 72, so 72%. Now, that doesn't mean it's pointless doing it, it just means that there's a big difference there, 28% difference, plus the fitness trackers we use are off by between, I think it was 20 to 90%, which is crazy. So you've got this huge difference in actual energy burned from a workout doesn't one-to-one go to total energy burn throughout the day it's a 72 percent then the fitness trackers are wrong miles off and then people are taking these numbers seriously that's why fitness trackers show trends which is nice and good but it doesn't show actuality it's not the actual numbers you can't don't think oh i burned 350 calories i work out no you didn't this is the biggest flaw my fitness pal has still haven't addressed it basically eat back your calories not only, I mean, this is, I can't even believe they do it. Not only does the fitness trackers are miles off, but energy compensation happens. So they're telling you to eat back way more calories than you've actually burned. And people are wondering why they don't get results on my fitness pal's terrible low calorie diets when they give it to them as well. They tell them to eat back so many calories over, they're removing the deficit from it. People get confused. They then go on Reddit because my fitness pal have zero support. And then, end up taking advice from a random person on Reddit. Wilfred123 says, yeah, you've got to do two workers a day. And then someone does two workers a day, and then, I mean, that's where a terrible relationship is. Training, food, all comes in. So these are all factors. Mike nearly went on the floor. These are all factors um, around... I'm talking about this now, because a lot of you, are like most of the time, 80 to 85% of you listening are concerned about fat loss. Fat loss at a slow and steady rate is very, very important. The more aggressive you go, the more aggressive the adaption, right? The more aggressive you are going to feel, and all your stress is going to go way higher, right? To think about it, you're, you're going into a huge deficit. You want fast results. You're doing more activity than you do. You're doing loads of training sessions. It's not sustainable. You're pushing your body that way, then you bounce it back another way. You're your dieting or just you're your changing. That's the biggest problem. It's a very big problem. The only way is slow. 
when it comes to fat loss, if you're going to do the change, you want to do the change permanently and slowly. If you are not dis- if you are not doing it permanently and slowly, and you're just doing it temporarily, the yo-yo effect is so bad for the body. And I've done another voice. I'm gonna- I need to share that again. It's so bad for the body that that's where a lot of damage happens. Not just physically, but mentally. The mental strain of going into a diet, strict, hating the food, training, all that, bouncing back from all the weight on, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Why do, we, why do we fall into the trap of thinking that's the option? That's the right path? It is a terrible path. You wouldn't go down that path if you truly understood the danger of it. Right, so for everyone here listening, results are slower. I've lost, I'm losing one pound a week, whatever, because I've seen people lose five pounds, eight pounds a week from those bullshit ads you see on on social media and all that. Let them, hey, waver them. Happy days, mate. See you back at the start. Well, you'll be back at the start in years, and I'm going to be going on like a turtle, slow and steady. Well, a tortoise. But did you know a tortoise is a turtle? Just let you know, guys. Um, So we go slow and steady, and we improve our mental health at the same time. We improve our relationship with food at the same time. It's so important that we do this. And I want to read an email out I had, which um, which was a really, really nice read and just shows how you go about it. So Emily said, good morning. My biggest win, had to pick one thing here, but I finally got it. One day at a time, so much doesn't, so much just doesn't matter and I just don't, I don't sweat the small stuff now. The choice to feel angry, massive game changer. My mood has improved no end, all because I don't make the choice to feel angry. It was so pointless. I have lived my life, tracked all my macros, including the birthday cake, alcohol and buffet food, and I've lost weight. No diet included. I'm feeling amazing and so very grateful that it has been finally clicked. Thank you so much, Scott. I've loved listening to you each morning and it has set me up for the best version of me going forward. Both my kids and husband have already seen and commented how much happy I am. That is my biggest win. I'm a little emotional writing this. And you know what? That's what it's all about. Because when you are 75 years old or 94 years old on your deathbed, you're not going to go, I wish I was six pounds lighter. No, it's not going to be a thing you think about. We need to lose, you for you to get, if you are listening to this and you're overweight, the health benefits of losing weight, lose five to 10% of your body weight, a lot of health benefits from that, right? That doesn't, that's not going to be a massive number. You don't have to lose 50 pounds in two weeks. You can lose that five, 10%. You've got the health benefits of slowly dropping your, um, you know, your body fat. And then you work on other stuff, like your relationship with food, how you're responding to the slower weight loss. Okay, I, why, am I, why have I got anxiety? I'm not losing weight fast. If you really look into that chain reaction, it's because of what you think other people think of you. Society, all this stuff, social media, Instagram, people on Instagram looking shredded and all the holidays coming up. You need to look this way, that way for other people. Because you wouldn't think about these things if you lived on and own on your desert island. You'd be thinking about, oh, I love someone else. You will do stuff for your health. So trust me on this process. It feels like it's going to take ages, but a, w- a year of the turtle method, you will be near, most of you will be near the fat loss you need to have for the health benefits and where you want to be. And if that year hasn't been in a development of mindset as well, and your relationship with food, relationship with friends and family, looking at the bigger picture of life, you have gone backwards because you will feel fail- like a failure at the end of a year. You feel like everything's about fat, everything's about body fat, and it's not. It really, really isn't. So we that fat loss is a byproduct of the turtle method lifestyle. Happiness is also a byproduct of a lifestyle. You can't hold on to happiness. You can't grab it and hold it. It is simply a byproduct, and you think and chase about it, it doesn't happen. You can't, you can't catch it. 
You know, the more you're trying to catch this number and happiness, it doesn't happen. So, trust the process. Understand that, yes, over time, if you're in a long, long deficit, it's time to go to maintenance for a bit. Three to four weeks of maintenance. Try and stick to the numbers. You know, it's easier to overeat the maintenance, but do it. Understand that energy compensation happens, so you can do all the workouts you want. Those that don't add on to extra total calories burned throughout the day. So do exercise, not for the calorie benefit, do it for the performance benefit, the mental health benefit, all that stuff. Do not do exercise for calorie burn. Even though it does help net, it doesn't help one for one. Understand fitness trackers are a tool in the show trends, not actuality. So don't take those numbers too seriously because they will mess your head up, right? And track as honestly as you can. Use the Turtle Method app as long as needed and eventually it will be a tool you can go back in, in and out of. And But we do more data than just food, right? And calories, you look at stress and menstrual cycles. So all that stuff is an amazing thing to build and that's why I do breakdown, breakdowns now every Tuesday for full access members. And remember, the slower way is the only way. I'm going to go and say that flat out. The slower way is the only way for true health, happiness, fulfillment, all that stuff. If you're going too fast, you're going against the laws of nature, basically, and it's not going to work for you. So hopefully that was a good little overview of what happens and why fat loss kind of slows down over time and why exercise isn't the be-all, end-all of this thing. But the most important thing for you to do is build steps and movement into your daily routine. So if you're not walking enough, if you're not walking every morning, every lunchtime after work, start building it in. Get a co-worker to go lunch and walk, uh, can't speak, uh, walk over lunch with you. After work, have a walk with your partner if you go one or friends or whatever. Make weekends something where you go on activity, walk about, explore. And trust me, that over time is going to be the biggest difference between you holding on to your new kind of lower body weight versus you rebounding. Because if you're not very active, your appetite regulation system doesn't work properly. You're going to feel hungry. And when you do eat, you're not going to feel full from it. And it's a downward spiral from there. So not only does walking increase energy expenditure, it actually makes our bodies work properly when it comes to appetite, like hunger regulation. So have a good day. And uh, we've got a new challenge coming soon. I'm going to try and get it done by the end of this month to join. So full access members get it for free, obviously. But I'm going to uh, share more information on that. But again, as the podcast name, one day at a time, if you focus on today, everything else melts away like you do today. And then you, you, you do today again tomorrow. That's how it works. Silo the days off. Of course, you need a plan for future stuff, but just take things one day at a time. You don't have to worry about doing it for a year, two years, three years. If you can do it today, you can do it for two days, you can do it for three days. And actually, your days become more meaningful. Like the days are longer when you focus on them today. Otherwise, you're daydreaming about yesterday and tomorrow and the day's gone. Then you look back at that day, it didn't exist because you didn't live in that day. Does that make sense? It does for me, guys. It does for me. Well, I'll speak to you all tomorrow.